What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 28th of February. We do get the extra day, so tomorrow will be the 29th, so once in every four years. Um, birthday, if you were born on that day, that would be your story. So you get to be younger than the rest of us. But today is Friday, and I got so many questions. And I'm going to start with the, I guess I want to say easiest questions first and work my way into the more sticky ones. So the first question I have, it's Christopher Sedra. He says, good morning, Nadia. Question, is it true that God exists? What do you think? Thanks, Christopher. What do you think I think? Come on. My whole life has been revolved around the fact that I, I really know God is there because I saw him, her, I want to say. it was He was a wall of light. Um, they say we're in God's image and we're all these things, and I found out we aren't. God is a wall of light. God doesn't need a body at home, and, and the trick is neither do we, but he is a wall of light. He is pure intellect. So to answer that question would be a big fat yes, and we can just pretty much leave that there. I I don't even play the game anymore of debating because once I see something, it's like nobody may, they may live in a country where they never wear shoes, but once you find out you can wear shoes, <laughs> you buy shoes, and it's that blatant, like there's no wiggle room around that one, but... For people who haven't seen that, I can see their question, but prior to seeing God, I used to say things like, well, if you can duplicate an egg, or you could make skin, or you could make a human being, we can make fake human beings, but we can make a body and make it look like it is. I know in Japan they've done that, and yet none of that stuff lasts because there is no soul. And Christopher, I think you're also one who says we don't have souls. So if we don't have souls and there is no God, um, you really have to think about those questions as opposed to what my answers are. And that's because Christ told me we have souls. So I've, it's not like in my brain a debate because now I know and I don't know what else to say, but if you've followed me for a while, which, Chris, you have, Christopher, sorry, um, and you have, then you would know what my answers would be before I answer them. I kind of feel like my mom like that. I always knew if I asked my mom a question what her answer would be, and sometimes I just wanted to, like, belabor the point or, or talk about it or put it out on the table 
because probably something in me need to needed to work that out. Does that make sense? Or to hear it. And sometimes I wanted to hear it even though I didn't want to hear it because there's something big about believing. There's something big believing. Believing anything. If you believe you are well, chances are you will be well. If you believe that you always make mistakes, you will have stories to tell until the day you leave Earth. If you believe that if you do the right things, you will be healthy, we will. If something happens to mess that health up, we will face it because our brain is in a healthy mindset. And if we die because of it, it doesn't mean God wasn't there or we didn't listen. It means that's how we exited. So how we look at things makes a huge difference in our world. But if we're going to stay at the questions of whether or not it's there, it's hard to grow past those conversations. And since I've seen it is what allowed me to tell you guys more and what allowed me to talk about the things I talk about because I know. That's one thing I know. There's a lot of stuff I don't know, but I do know that. So I hope that answers your question. I have another question from Chris Kipwood, and he put, Today, today day, I feel lost. Why? I don't know. It might be loneliness, I think. And then Maria Dulcie writes, when I feel that, I remember to reconnect with who I am, with the peace inside my heart and not with my head. Breathing and remembering that I chose to come here with the beauty and the difficulties. Our souls don't ask us to be perfect, so I take those moments, those feelings, as a special reminder from heaven to slow down and reconnect. I just wanted to share my comment in case it helps. And then she wrote, also in Spain we say, and I can't read it in Spanish, but tomorrow the sun will shine again. Yes, this too shall pass. I I have to tell you, though, when I read that, on the days I used to feel that, when I felt that depression, like my, my passion was being squashed, and I was like, geez, am I barking up the wrong tree? What am I doing? Why am I doing it? And I'm pushing my own buttons. Forget anybody else coming around to do that. And remember I told you I had those um, depression days where I would want to um, actually be depressed, like I was – tired and I was feeling maybe I wasn't making the best decisions or I felt like I had to make a decision I didn't want to make and I would depress. And then I thought, well, there's something I always do when I'm depressed. I start watching like a whole movie, which I I probably have ADD. I can't sit through a movie. Once I sit down, I'm asleep. I just literally fall asleep. It's the best sleep ever because I'm fighting it, and then finally I succumb to it, and I'm gone. So on the days that I'm depressed, I'm slow enough to sit still and watch a whole movie. And then I started popping popcorn while I watched those movies. And then I'm now popping popcorn, sitting for a long time, and I realized I'm relaxing, I'm regenerating. And what happened was I started looking forward to those days 
Talk about a shift in paradigm. And you know what? Started looking forward to those days. And I thought, I can handle this. I can, like, at least, you know, administer a dose of self-care by just stopping and not expecting myself to jump through hoops on that particular day. I cannot even tell you when the last time I've been through that. And it's because I didn't need the tape anymore. And I didn't even know it was gone. And as I was reading this, I thought, oh, my God, I don't do that anymore. So that's a really clear sign that even if when we're down, because we're going to get down over something. I mean, there's things that will make my body shake to the core if I were to hear them or if I did hear them. But it doesn't mean that I need to go down for a whole day. It just means that that's my reaction to that situation. But the self part, the part of feeling lost inside and really just not knowing where to put myself, what to do with myself, what to do next, what do I even want to do next, Slowing down on those days and what Maria said about reconnecting. Connecting to ourselves is when we slow down, not when we have nothing to do, because sometimes when we have nothing to do, we're still a little antsy because we're thinking of all the stuff we probably should be doing. But when you really feel that feeling of, God, you know, what am I doing here? Why am I here? It's not like you want to hurt yourself, but you want to help yourself. And the way I helped myself was not putting myself down for not being on top of my game that day. Because that's what I would be doing. That's where I used to think everybody was bigger than me, better than me, smarter than me, and had all this figured out. No, we don't. And just like we have great days, we're going to have days where we do feel lost. But as we grow, as we get to know ourselves, as we start pushing ourselves to create a working system when we feel lost just like we do when we're happy, because everyone knows happy. Everyone knows how to do happy. But we need to learn how to take care of ourselves when we need our self-care. The ways to reconnect are just to take a breath, Even if you just sit there, I would probably watch something that's positive, read something that's positive. For you, you like music, write something that's positive. Write about someone getting out of that feeling. Walk yourself through it. Let yourself hear you. Those things let you know that, hey, I I got my back. I can handle this. Because once you can handle that, like I told you, I I cannot remember the last time I did that. Probably maybe after I got in the car accident and I started literally, like I sat down and, and wrote out like three things that I wished for that Christmas. I was making Christmas wishes like a little kid because I was just sitting there like a thump. But I didn't know at the time that I had a concussion yet. And I was sitting there, and my head was just slow enough. I couldn't believe I got in a car accident. 
I had to deal with all that the next day, and I was just like, gosh, why would that happen? Like, where did that come from? And it ended up being a defining day in my life. So these days when we're down, it's time for us to take a look at why. Like, what is it that we believe is not there that we want there? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's us taking care of us, and how do we do that? So ask yourself questions. I know you may not feel like it when we feel down, and if you don't feel like it, just say, hey, I don't, I'm not even there yet. I don't feel like even asking myself a question yet. Just let yourself be. Go for a walk. And if you don't feel like doing that, just sit in a chair and stare into the wall because your mind isn't going to stop. Your mind will still be working. But the most important thing is to listen to what your mind is saying. What is it? What's going through it? And then ask yourself, hey, why is that going through my mind? Why am I thinking that? Why am I putting myself down? Why do I feel lost? Well, I don't know. I would wish this was going on in my life. Well, what am I doing to make that happen? Be your friend. Learn to depend on yourself because One thing I have found out from many people over time who've pushed their own buttons, who've asked themselves questions, they enjoy their own company. doesn't mean they want to be alone. It just means that when they are, they actually enjoy that time. It, It rejuvenates them. And I know um, Liam is saying some people are actually mentally ill. They need professional help if being down is a common theme. It's more serious than metaphysical truth for some people. Yes, but I am not addressing mental illness because mental illness is an entirely different protocol on how to handle a person. This is just somebody who's saying, you know, hey, I feel lost today. Normally he's writing great dreams or something like that. So it all depends on where we're at and the spectrum of life. But if we are dealing with mental illness, that's a whole different protocol because a lot of times the internal chemical balances are off and sometimes they need to be medicated to realign them and that's fine. And other times the person just needs a certain kind of support that if they're given the support in the right way, they're able to function in society differently. But if they were to default or not have the medication, then we're dealing with the same symptoms again. So that's a whole different protocol because we we have, I mean, my niece is is, um, schizophrenic. And, you know, you might think you're saying the best thing in the world to her, and she thinks you're trying to, to mental telepathy kill her. No matter what you say. And so we realize we cannot speak to her. It's not about, oh, find your truth. She'll be like, what the heck are you talking about? I know my truth. It's you I'm worried about. And the stuff she's worried about, you couldn't even make up. Yet, yet, that being said, it is textbook, the things that she thinks. If you were to read about it, it would be textbook, and then this, and then that. And, and the things that they say are literally verbatim as somebody else who has that. 
And the trick is you cannot help someone without their permission. So if they're in an adult age, which is usually when the onset of schizophrenia kicks in, you are not allowed to help them without their permission, and they won't give you permission because they don't trust anybody. So it's a very delicate thing. So when we're dealing with mental illness, we are dealing with an entirely different protocol that the things I talk about, they think they're me, or she did, and she said, we both know the same things, and, and she felt close to me. But I also understood that if I got any closer to her, closer than arm's length, that I would be part of the attack of the people, the bad people. So those kinds of things are... Um, you know, mental illness is a whole different tree we're barking up. Okay, so I have another in the chat. I'm facing major surgery, and the people around me are turning vicious, angry, hateful, no support. I'm going to have to do this alone. When you are out of options, you've got nobody. God is all you got. Well, if you are around people that are acting that way, these people, it's it's kind of telling you, what's going on and you need and you are apparently making the choice that if something's negative you'd rather have nobody rather than negative especially at a time of major surgery and why why is that reaction even happening um it's it's an interesting thing but i'm sorry that you're going through that and if maybe in the hospital you will get support from the staff there they may have support systems within the system that can help you. But there are people, there are people who care. If you are surrounded by people who don't, those people are not people you should choose to have in your life because it wouldn't make sense, would it, to have people that don't care. So I wish you well, and I hope you have a great surgery. So now I have another question, and this one came from Vincent Hawkins. He goes, here's a difficult one, Nadia. When is suicide suicide? I know that in OOT, it talks about 9-11, Origins of Truth, talks about 9-11 and all those souls finding their way home. We all watched in absolute horror all those poor souls who literally jumped from the Twin Towers. Is that not seen as suicide? I'm curious about this question. And he got a ton of replies. And everybody was talking about, you know, well, drugs and alcohol are a slow suicide, but do we think of it as suicide? Because we know we're putting our, our sterile spaces inside our body. Nobody can actually put anything in our body without permission, right? Whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whatever it is, our behavior, all that is us, right? But if we have a terminal illness, let's say, if I had a terminal illness, knowing what I know, would I choose somebody to kill me faster than suicide? I would not choose that because I would be thinking this. Here I am at the end. There's something last-ditch learning that I need to know before I go back. I would not give up my experience of dying to die faster because if I chose to end it and I missed something, let's say I missed something, 
do I want to come back to live a whole life and get to that point again? Because suicides come back. If you are in a building, like you guys are saying here with the people who jumped to their death, that's not suicide. That's the choice of how. You can't get out of the building and you have a better chance of jumping than burning. It's such a sad reality that people actually had to choose that. That's the horrific part. And on the same token, what hor- what is horrific for us, they are spared the, you know, we go into adrenaline. We all know we have adrenaline. People who've gotten in accidents don't remember them. Or they may have gotten up and ran on a broken leg. Or they may have done something miraculous in that time because we have adrenaline. <clears throat> and things happen just because it's death. We shouldn't be, in a weird way, scared, although it would scare me if I were in that situation because that's what would give me that fight to live. But once we're going to check out, we will see where we're going. And all this will look like a picture we're looking at from above. And I can always logically say when I'm just sitting here talking that death is not scary, but we have been taught so heavily and our instinct is to stay or we would all leave. But is it a suicide if you jumped instead of burn? No. No. Suicide is when you say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to break my contract. I'm in a lot of pain. The people around me, they're going to pay. I've heard people who wanted to do that just to make sure that the people around them hurt at their parting or felt guilty even. And I knew that if they came to me, they weren't going to do it. I knew that. Because people who who are in such distress that they they have to end it all don't say anything for the most part. And they leave the, the wreckage behind because they can't see it. They're in so much pain. So it's not about defining suicide or not. It's about a deliberate act, basically, to end a life that can be saved, your own. But if you can't be saved, and let's say you're still alive and you do want assisted suicide, which is what they call it, I wouldn't miss that part. That That is ending it before you're done. It is ending it before you're done. Now, you don't get in trouble for it. It's not like you go back home and, and God's like, oh, you bad person. Why, why did you end that? You could have gotten over that hump. This too shall pass, right? And a lot of times if you just sleep at night and wake up in the morning, right in the morning when you wake up, you may not even remember right away that you wanted to kill yourself the night before. And then you'd have to get your thoughts going and go, oh, my gosh, that was yesterday. I was real glad I didn't do that. Oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? 
Or ego might really get a hold of you and convince you again another day and then convince you another day. There was a girlfriend of a boy who maybe wasn't feeling good one day and confided in his girlfriend that he wanted to kill himself. And instead of talking him out of it and getting him help, she egged him on. And she kept doing it to where he felt like he had to do it now because he said he would do it. And she got criminally charged for egging him on. She was like the external bully, the external ego, telling you why you should end your world and your life. And now he has to come back for listening. It's not a burden to come back for souls. It's not a punishment to come back for souls. Just you come back because you came here to learn something and now you got to get over that hump. So then there was another question he asked after everybody explained to him, and he said, so we are saying that it's simply unpremeditated, a decision due to assist, um, a situation of immediate danger that we may find ourselves in being the determining factor for taking our own lives. I'm sure that stark reality of choice in that moment is something all of us have turned over in our minds of that day, the tones of ignited fuel versus the alternative. Many of us are faced at some time or will be in our lives, by the way, of terminal illness. And then um, he said, I'm not sure that if the question has emerged before and there is no need for it to be addressed again. Have a great weekend, everyone. But it's always good to address this because suicide is a very serious thing. The serious part of it isn't that the person actually kills themselves. It's the fact that we are not supporting each other or we are not putting information aware enough for all of us to grow from where somebody is feeling like they they have no choices. We've all thought about, God, if I wasn't here at some point, we've all kind of played out the what if because as we grow and we're not that mature, we don't know many ways out. But when when we have a choice to go this way or that way, because I know I thought about my mom. After my father died, my mom was really, really missing my dad. I know my mom died because my dad died. But what, what, the things we found out after she died, we found out that she couldn't sleep. a few minutes to stabilize oh hers is uh somebody else can hear it okay so somewhere something happened but we found out after that even that she was telling people oh i feel so good i stopped taking all that medication that was driving me nuts Wish you a great week.
You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.